Hi, welcome back to Tech Hour. This week, it's a little bit different. Um, we're doing a way shorter episode. Um, it's more of a tech news episode this time, so we want our viewers to be to have time to listen to this, just as you should for every other episode. But um, Adi's on the line. Yeah, of course. Hello. And it's pretty interesting, you know. Um, of course, most of our audience, as we see in the stats, you know, I think people would like shorter episodes. So um, this is, of course, not a every single episode change, but this is uh, pretty interesting because we have a lot of relevant stuff. Yeah. So this week we'll be going over the an Apple, a little bit of Apple news that iOS specifically, iOS, iOS specific news that's been released. Um, then Jeff Bezos, a whole section, a small section about Jeff Bezos himself. Um, there are a lot of things going on about him and, um, and Amazon and Amazon. Yes. Amazon, Blue Origin, all of that. And then we're also going to be doing a car section with the Audi uh, e-tron GT and uh, RS e-tron GT. Yeah, exactly. So the GT is a model and then the, and then the other stuff is like um, different, um, different variants. Yeah, of course. And actually, just to elaborate, um, uh, the release was actually on Tuesday of this week, which is something which was on uh, February 9th. So it's pretty cool. Uh, When we release it, of course, it's going to be a little later than when we're recording. Yeah, around the 13th for you. So starting off with the Apple section, Apple has released iOS 14.4. It's been a little while, about a week, maybe two weeks, but um, this is a really, it's a new release, right? iOS 14.4. I'm really excited. I was always excited about the new releases. And so I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of what they have added on this, this update. And so firstly, they've, uh, it allows the camera to see smaller QR codes. Um, that's smaller. It's pretty, simple. It's it's pretty simple, but uh, I think it's, of course, important. Yeah. I don't know if it's that important, but it's, it's nice to have. Yeah, I guess. And then now here's a thing that I actually really like. It's a new Bluetooth feature that allows like, yeah, like, a di- like parable devices, such as like uh, AirPods, then like your car or a speaker to be defined as what type of Bluetooth is it. It is right. So, like, let me explain. Basically, um, let's say you you have a speaker, right, and you connect it, but it doesn't know exactly what type of device it is because Apple just can't do that, right? But now in iOS fourteen point four, they released a software that you could just choose what type of like device it is, type of Bluetooth device it is, and so what it does is what what's good about it is let's say your everything is set to car right now your airpods are set to car it would keep it at a lower volume but if you keep it the speaker if you keep it the device name as speaker then it would keep it at a higher volume right so it's always good to keep it keep your device name as what it actually is and um this this release is actually kind of it's not a big thing but it's an important thing for people for people who want to be like organized and specific and what type of bluetooth devices each yeah, and of course, uh, this is a category, so the name can be whatever. It's just the category is really what matters. Yeah, exactly. And um, then 
the last thing for 14.4, I mean, they're, they're going to be smaller bug fixes, but the last uh, bigger part was that now with your 12th gen iPhone, if you have an iPhone 12 mini pro or pro max, basically if you're a notification will pop up, if your iPhone is unable to verify if you're, if you have a, like a genuine camera. So that's, um, it's kind of, it's kind of a good thing. So then your phone knows if it's a real, like, is it a real camera or not? Um, Adi, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, yeah, are here are my thoughts. All right. Apple is literally just, um, simply taking out repairability for an iPhone. They wanted to do first party. So like basically Apple is known for like just reducing repairability, you know? So, um, and of course, the camera module is expensive with Apple. A screen replacement through Apple is is $350 without Apple Care. That's literally half the cost of the Exactly. Um, exactly. It's like when you have a, a, a way more complicated, um, more expensive camera module replacement, that would cost so much. Like, I'd rather just get a new phone if your phone's already, like, even just two years old. Um, but yeah, exactly. It will detect, um, and third party is kind of reducing third party because it's going to not be able to let you use the, uh, camera module. And this is like the same thing with like the touch ID sensor. You know, if you change out your touch ID sensor, it would say invalid. Like, yeah. Um, adding on to that is Apple, I think here just wants more money. They don't want you to go to lesser cost third party, um, fixers, right? If you can send it, you know, there's, there's always those YouTubers like Repair Guru on YouTube who like you can send your phone in and they'll, he'll fix it for you. Right. But see now Apple is trying to get rid of that just so then they can earn more money. And I don't see that as a good thing at all, but the money is the money, right? <laughs> Whatever they need. Yeah. To, I mean, I mean, really, I don't think that, I don't think that anyone's going to go, would go for a camera module repair. I think if their phone is at least like, if it's at least, um, well, I I know that right now, uh, this camera texture, the module feature, right? It's only for the iPhone 12, but let's say it becomes like iPhone 14, right? Or iPhone 13 even. Let's say your, your 12 goes bad, your camera module, you replace it. It says you can't, right? And you know, you can't change it out. It's pretty much kind of almost forcing you to move up to the 13. It's not. They, I don't think they really want you to. Anyways, they don't really care about you changing the module. They just want you to upgrade to a new phone. Yeah, this is. Um, it's always for the money. I don't. I don't see the point of doing this. But fourteen point. This is that wraps up iOS fourteen point four. Um, not a really a big thing like iOS fourteen point three with like AirPods Max compatibility, then Apple Fitness Plus, the new Apple Fitness Plus stuff, but. 14.4 was, I guess, a small and kind of annoying thing. But yeah. And so now, talking about big releases, Apple has released iOS 14.5 beta. This is, and they have one of the biggest things that all people during COVID-19 wanted to have. It is letting people do face ID with the mask on. But see, now the problem with this is you need an Apple Watch. Um. This is, I, I was heartbroken when I heard you need an Apple watch because like you're in 
some store, right? Costco, Home Depot, something like that. You need to check the pricing of something on in other stores. And now you can do face ID with your mask on, but you need the stupid Apple Watch. Um, well, I think that personally, um, yeah, so I have Apple Watch Series 3, but what's so sad for me, all right, is that Actually, no. Let me go back, actually, in the story. So just for a fun fact, I was telling Grishi this, and then through text, and then one text he got, he was probably, like, so happy, and then I told him the next text, like, a few seconds later that you have to use an Apple Watch, and he was just, like... Uh, he was probably, Yeah. And just to continue, what's sad for me is that I have an Apple Watch Series 3, um, of course, a Black Friday deal, but... um. Basically, Series 3 Apple Watch. And Series 3 doesn't have that much storage. So, I, I'm i pretty sure that I won't be able to update, update to the next update because I don't have enough storage in my Apple Watch. I mean, so, you can always delete apps, right? So I mean, I have basically no third-party apps and stuff that I can delete. So, oh. that's a little annoying for me. Um, I have to, you know, do some, you know, just do some storage stuff. But... Yeah, I see what you but, mean. That's what's a little sad for me, but for most people, because Apple Watch is actually one of the most is the most popular smartwatch, and actually I think the most popular watch now. I think it's gonna be okay, but I think this is gonna, this is what's gonna really bring together the ecosystem and make more people buy an Apple Watch. Yeah, completely. For buying an Apple Watch, that would be one of the reasons. But I think that yes, it may be sad that you need an Apple Watch, but I think this is good because two fan, two like two factor authentication, right? It's, you can't, if you have a mask on, right, you're covering so many details of your face that your phone can't um, detect, right? It's like your, your lips, your mouth, your entire, your nose, right? It's just, it's blocking so much of the details that your phone had, that your phone has. Like if you have um, a twin or someone that has the same type of head size, I, I type, right? And then like skin color, same color hair, it could open your phone, right? But see, now if that if that's the case and they have your phone and they try to open it, right? The use of the Apple Watch in this case is just you get a notification on your Apple Watch and you can decline or accept um your the face ID, right? And so basically if you decline, then it would automatically lock the phone. And if you accept, then you just continue, right? You just continue with, with what's going on. And actually, to further explain it, it's actually where you uh, simply, it has your mask, it uses other details in your face, and whatever it has, whatever details it has, it just unlocks it, all right? And then it gives you a notification. It's not like um, a decline accept notification. It'll just tell you Apple Watch has been unlocked. Uh, not Apple Watch. Um, your phone has been unlocked. You can lock it. But what it uses, is it, it makes sure that uh, you, ha- you have to turn on risk detection, so, um, it makes sure that an Apple Watch is on your wrist. And then also it has your, pa- you have a passcode. So this is only a one-time passcode thing. So it's not every single time you unlock your phone. So in the morning, when you, let's say the first time you put it on the day, right? You put it, you put in your passcode and then it's good for the day unless you take it off. So it uses wrist detection. So it automatically, it's, it's on your wrist. You already put in your passcode in the morning, right? Whatever time you put it on. And then it unlocks your phone. And you can, of course, uh, close it from your Apple Watch. Apple Watch now. So it's not as secure. Because, you know, Apple literally has a huge notch for this 
for Face ID, and now there's basic, there's pretty much no reason for the huge notch at this point with uh, Face ID with a mask. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the Face ID with the mask, mask thing. It's sad, but good at the same time. Um, but next, now you can stream Fitness Plus with AirPlay. Um, you weren't able to do that before, but um, now you can with the new update. It's been, yeah, it was still not completely released yet. But for the people, the reviewers who uh, use beta just to get out the reviews, right? This is what you can do. You can AirPlay Fitness Plus onto your TV. I think that um, that's great because I don't know why they haven't had it from the beginning. Because I started my three uh, three month trial, and the, now the first two for the the two the first two months now, yeah, I won't be able to. I wouldn't be able to airplay to the TV, but finally it's going to come soon. Uh, so that's a little upsetting, but I think that, um, I guess it's, it's a, it's great that they have it now. It's awesome that they have it right now. Um, but they should have had it in the beginning, but it's okay. Here's a personal question. Adi. Do you actually use fitness plus or is it like your family thing? Uh, I do this once in a while. I, I do, I do. Actually, no, I, I use it sometimes. I think it's really awesome. First of all, I like fitness plus a lot. I'm the type of person who would um, take a look, take one look at it, like try it once. But then like, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't use it after that. I mean, I'm not a big fan of um, like paying for fitness. I mean, you could always just take a run outside, right? So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a cool, cool, um, cool package that Apple has released. I, I like uh, Fitness Plus. It's a- yeah, for me, per- for me personally, um, of course, I'm using the three months free trial and then of course canceling canceling before they start charging yeah that's a smart thing um i mean most people would know that but yeah and then there are a lot more things that 14.5 beta has has but um we're not going to mention all of that in the episode it's going to be a little too long so that's the wrap up let's wrap up ios 14.5 beta and 14.4 and so that wrap that wraps up the entire Apple section. So moving on to Bezos news. So now let's move on to the Jeff Bezos news section. I mean that's kind of weird to say, but yeah. So here's the first big thing that's been happening all over the news. So if you don't know who Jeff Bezos is, probably you do. But he was known for the most richest person in the world from in 2020, bef- 2020 and before 2020. But now Elon Musk has passed him. But anyways, he is stepping down from his position as CEO of Amazon. This is such a big thing. It's been going on in the news for two weeks. Um, it's such a like big article. People have been talking about it so much. And if you don't know who's going to who's going to replace him, it's going to actually be CEO of Amazon Web Services and Andy Jassy. And um so that's that's that about him. Yeah, exactly. I it's I think he is going to do well. I just think he it's going to take a while for him to earn the respect and the pride, you know what I mean? Because Jeff Bezos was the founder of the company and now some it's like what happened with Bill Gates the it's what it's like what happened with Bill Gates and the new person. So, um, for which when Bill Gates stepped down, uh, Microsoft, of course, yeah. and when Microsoft, when Bill Gates stepped down, because he was the founder of the company. I know. Yeah. It's, I always felt like 
uh, Bill Gates was like, it, it always just feels like Bill Gates is still the CEO of Microsoft, but we know it's now exactly the chairman, but like, um, yeah. So that's that about <laughs> Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos stepping down. And that's a little sad to me. I mean, I miss him and Elon competing with each other. But yeah, now now there's there's pretty much no way that uh, Jeff Bezos is going to... Well, actually, it's possible, actually. It's just Amazon. You know it's impossible. I mean, his company... I mean, because Amazon is huge, right? And he owns 16, he just, he owns 16% of Amazon. That's, how, that's how, how much it shows of how huge Amazon is. Because he was the richest man in the world in t- entire 2020. And he and he only owns sixteen percent of the company, which is pretty insane. Yeah, so that shows how much the growth under Jeff Bezos, because he founded the company, how much yeah. how much growth uh, was present. Of course, insane growth. And you may be thinking, what other news is there about Jeff Bezos himself, right? But so his other company, his privately funded aerospace company called Blue Origin, is hoping is hoping to get into space. Um, that's a really big thing. Um, they, they're starting, they're going thinking of getting into space. And I think this is a really cool thing. I'm waiting to see just like SpaceX when they launch their, uh, rocket. I'm well, I mean, SpaceX, SpaceX actually already, uh, literally they record, they, they pretty much like launch a rocket like once a week or something. It's pretty insane. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> exactly. waiting to see, um, Blue space, sorry, blue origin to get into space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what's ironic is that you know, um, actually, uh, Elon, uh, SpaceX is owned by uh, by Elon Musk, and Blue <laughs> Origin and Blue Origin is owned by uh, Jeff Bezos, and they're already compet- competing, and now they're still competing in the same category now, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's I. The two of them are like just. Competing. Every- competing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. This is kind of funny, but yeah. And so next, um, he was ranked. So this is not really tech news, but um, he was ranked 2020's biggest uh, philanthropist. One of 2020's biggest uh, philanthropists as he donated $10 billion to the Bezos Earth Fund. That's a lot of money, but we know no one can beat um, Bill Gates in the donating, in the donating thing. No one can beat him. Exactly. It's pretty insane. Uh, Bill Gates, he's like going to donate like 95% by the end of his lifetime to all the uh, charities and stuff, which is pretty insane. But uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, moving on. Here's a fun fact about Jeff Bezos. So The Verge, on like The Verge by Neil Patel, right? They made an article about Jeff Bezos. And so it's the article was about like what... Jeff Bezos can buy with all his all the money he has, which is 193 billion dollars to be exact. Um, it's that's a crazy amount, but um, so what he can do is with his money. One thing that he can do, as we were talking about Blue Origin before, is that he can buy. I mean, he can make 19 James Webb telescopes with the um, 193 billion dollars he has. So James Webb telescopes are like the next new big thing it's i think it's releasing 2021 and so nasa and two other i think canada and europe their space space organizations are teaming up for um 
this for what was I going to say for James Webb telescopes. And so with the $193 billion he has, he can make 19 James Webb telescopes. And so blue origin could use these telescopes to help the scientists that are studying the space right now to discover things that would be impossible to see with just like in a simple space telescope up there. Right. And so back to Elon Musk is that his Starlink, right. His Starlink, it would end up being a small toy compared to the 19 James Webb telescopes. I mean, this is just a crazy thing. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of different things because Elon Musk is actually going to send up, like, 300 of these um, satellites. This is a satellite, really, but um, that's yeah, like, a uh, cellular system. But, uh, yeah, this is huge, massive. Yeah, of course, it's Starlink is a satellite, and James Webb Telescope is a, it's a telescope, like it says in its name. So they're different things, but it would just make Starlink look like a toy, literally. I... It, Kind of agree, but yeah. And speaking of Jeff Bezos able to buy make 19, Elon Musk can buy 21, maybe 21, maybe 20. So you <laughs> can also do the exact same thing. So it's kind of funny how they have that little argument going on there. But competition. Uh, competition, yeah. So that's going that's the end of Bezos section and um it's like I said before. It's gonna be sad to see him out of out of at, like stop being CEO of Amazon, but and see Andy Jassy come in. But um, we'll see how Andy Jassy does as CEO of the entire Amazon. Exactly, and uh, let's see how he uh, does. It's a very high pressure job. It's like uh, one of the biggest companies, and it's pretty insane. Uh, I hope he does well with. Uh, the tech news right now, the antitrust, antitrust. Uh, I hope he handle handles well under the pressure. So yeah. that's something that's uh, pretty important. Yeah. So, yep, that wraps up Bezos news. And so now we're going to move on to our car section about now Audi, what Audi has done. Exactly. It's very, very interesting. So uh, stay tuned. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out Electronic Specifier Insights. Their editors dig into the electronics industry, how tech is shaping our post-COVID-19 world, reviews from all the top electronic shows, and the latest tech electronic companies are releasing. You can find them by searching Electronic Specifier Insights on any streaming service or by going to electronicspecifier.com slash news slash podcasts. So uh, now we start our car section, which will actually be the Audi e-tron GT. And of course, our third co-host, Soham, wasn't there for the beginning. He had a scheduling conflict, but now he is here. He's going to be here for future episodes. Um, Of course, this was just this week that he had a particular scheduling conflict. So Soham? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. And... uh. We all share a passion, particularly for electric, electric uh, cars. And now, uh, just 
on Tuesday, of course, this episode is going to be released on Saturday. They just unveiled uh, a new sedan version of their uh, car. What do you think about the styling, uh, uh, Sohan? Uh, so from looking from videos and like, I don't know, advertisements if they have them. Uh, it looks like a normal car. Like, I think if you put it next to a gas car, you wouldn't realize that that one's electric. Yeah, so I, I think that's all electric cars. What do you generally think about the styling, though, and everything? The design? Uh, it's very clean. Uh, but this is, like, the first electric car that I've seen that actually has, like, normal door handles, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of aero efficiency, they guess they decided to. Rishi? Yeah, and so here's one idea that I think. It's like, it looks really slick, and it looks like a um, race car to me. Uh, yeah, it's pretty car. fast. Yeah, sports car, that's what I mean. And um, it looks really nice, like the silver color the silver color that they're using in the ads. And Is that the, the pictures only that color seen. that they have? Um, I don't actually that. know that, but uh, I don't know that. But uh, continuing. Um, so whatever I was saying... It's it's it looks like amazing. It's like a it looks like a luxurious car from the outside. The inside is pretty nice uh, to me. Um, but yeah, the the inside it doesn't have exactly um, circled steer, steering wheel. It has more like a rect like it's like a um, octagon type of steering wheel. But huh. um, okay, that's not that's not a problem. But it, it's it's kind of cool. Exactly. Yeah. And, and now starting with, um, continuing with, uh, explainer on the Audi e-tron GT, it is a primary competitor to sports sedans, which are electric, of course. So here are, um, here is the main competitor. It's pretty obvious. Tesla Model S. They just refreshed it. So it's pretty obvious. I think this is, um, this is a competitor. And I think, and of course, the one more, the Porsche Taycan, is also a real competitor. Yeah, I mean, Audi is doing... Uh, Audi did a really nice job with the um, finishing touches on this car. I really like the uh, exterior as my favorite part. It's like, if if Tesla and Audi ever came together and did, like, a collab, right? That would be a really luxurious electric uh, car. Yeah. And high-performing. Yeah, because... We have an Audi, and it's really luxurious. Like, I mean, like, even though it's just a normal normal car, it's a gas car, right? It feels really good, even for just the price of it, right? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what price it is. It's a Q5 that we have, and it's really good, like, the quality. And, like, all Audi always makes their cars feel luxurious. So, like, if Tesla – and they, they have a really nice job with the interior, and that's one thing that Tesla – um, has a little bit of problems with which is interior uh, like finishing touches because that's because um, they want to keep the interior minimal they don't want yeah, like, anything and, like sticking out and stuff exactly it's a little less luxurious compared to this and also build quality is of course going to be better with an Audi that's another yes. brand going electric yeah. yeah I mean yeah I think they, they started with the regular e-tron um, and now they're going to the e-tron GT so um so is That's like the cool. GT like 
the normal Model S to the Model S Plaid, Plaid Plus, basically. Yeah, so, um, there are two, uh, two variants, which are the regular, the regular, uh, Etron oh, GT, and then the RS version of the GT. So basically, there is the regular, which is very high performing still, and then the RS version, which is ex- uh, which is a lot, which is which is high, perfor- like extremely high performing. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, of course, the RS is more high performing. It's a more premium car. Next, we're gonna go on to the pricing. So the regular GT starts at ninety nine thousand dollars. And the RS GT starts at $139,000. So for comparison, the Model S starts at $80,000. It goes to $19,000 for the Plaid and up to $134,000 for the Plaid Plus. Yeah, of course, and just a quick clarification, uh, it starts at $119,000 for the regular Plaid. And I think that um the Audi pricing I think is a little too much in my opinion. Um because uh the the Model S performs better than the RS. The regular plaid performs better than the regular uh sorry, performs better than uh the RS version, which is um you know, of course insane and they still charge you twenty more thousand dollars. I think it's a little ju- for yeah. people who have the money, I think it is justifiable, but uh, what are your when thoughts? When looking at the stats, uh, it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I think I, I would agree that I feel like Audi, I, in some in most cases, Audi is known for kind of being a race car, kind of. In, in some cases, like high-performance sports car. Yeah. Don't they make yeah. race cars? Of course they that? do. Yeah, they do make yeah. racing cars because we know... Um, well, sports cars, uh, really. Yeah, that's what he means. And, like, we know RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. has an Audi, right? And R8, yeah, that's a sports... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the R8, Audi R8. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, I mean, of course, Richie, I don't think your car is meant to be a sports car. It's literally uh, no, uh, it's slow. small it's, SUV. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not slow, but, see, it's, it's not very fast, right? It's just supposed to be just a normal car, you know, just from Audi. So. Exactly. So, I, yeah, but I still think the price. Exactly, I still think that the pricing is really high, though. What do you think? Um, for Audis, like normal prices that they put, uh, yeah, it's it's they they're a little bit high on prices because Tesla obviously makes better quality cars, but uh, I mean it's not like all of them are, but like from a general view, like a general view from me. I think that Audi, I mean, a Tesla can make a little bit better cars and for lesser prices and Audi puts a little more pricing on it. So that's, it's not a bad thing, but if they could reduce the price a little bit, that would be good. Yeah. Even if they could have reduced it by a few thousand dollars, they would still make a profit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the producing cost, it's not as much as, obviously not as much as how much they sell it for, but mm. I think that they put a little too much, I think they're going to earn a little too much profit for what they're doing right but now. But then so. again, I think Audi is fearful that 
not many people will get their car than spending the same exact, almost same exact amount of money for a Tesla. So maybe just for like when they have only few sales, they still make quite a bit of money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then moving on to uh, the EPA estimate. So let me tell you about the EPA estimate. I don't really, this is Audi's like first sports sedan. So I don't really expect something awesome with range. However, I think it's pretty, pretty low. And um, I think it's okay if they're intending it for be a sports car, but it's also a four-door, right? If it was a two-door, it would maybe be justifiable, kind of, I guess. But like, this is a four-door sedan, so people are probably going to use it. Um, but let me tell you the numbers since you, <laughs> since I've been uh, giving a climax. Um, it's 238 miles per charge, and it's approximately the same thing for the RS. So 238 is a little upsetting. Would you agree that's upsetting? That's, that's like, uh, model, upsetting. That's like Model 3 standard range. That's uh, very level. upsetting, and also it's upsetting that the RS is the exact same range. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's a little less. It's actually a little less. Which is, Wait, like, so you're we saying- know that Tesla, between their, like, standard and their, like, um, upgraded packages, like, the, it's a little less, but even though it's less, it's still not as bad as 238 miles. So, pricing is one of my favorite things to talk about, and so... I think the Plaid Plus Tesla Model S uh, refresh, the Plaid Plus, I think it was 500 miles per charge. I was 520 not... plus miles per charge. Yeah, so it's over 520, right? And they, as each, for each package, right, the more premium the package, the more miles per charge they add, right? But see, in Audi, first of all, they're pricing it at a really high level right they're pricing it more expensive than the plaid plus but like the range is technically horrible if you compare it to the plaid plus yeah and i think that um it's now now that i realize that 238 miles is actually just it's almost half of what the tesla uh of what the tesla is doing right so you have to think um, about it this way Really, you only get maybe 215 miles because in every electric car, no matter what, in the winter, the cold makes the battery lose something. Yeah, of course. We, I think we talked about that last episode. So um, you're, you said your car loses some battery and you guys don't have a charger at, right, at this moment, right? So Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one that's that's actually very upsetting for the um miles per charge i think that it should go up as each premium as like for the rs but um well that's what they've done right so yeah like if it was at least 250 that's okay yeah exactly and then now moving on this is also a little annoying Right, so they don't do as good as the Tesla Model S in range significantly, which is a little upsetting. Next, it doesn't do as well in zero to sixty. So zero to sixty for the base one is four point one, which is awesome. I think that's really good, right? For for a standard car, right? The standard version, right? Four point one is really good. Yeah, because the Model Y, it's four point eight. Exactly, 
And then next, the RS version goes 3.3. That is extremely fast. All right. No, even, even like five seconds is extremely fast. Even six seconds is extremely fast. It's just that, you know, of course, when you compare it, the base acceleration is 3.1 to the higher model, which is less than 1.99 seconds. Rishi? Uh, yeah. So what I was going to say is, I don't, this is not, we're not supposed to be comparing Tesla and Audi. Like, like, let's not compare Tesla and Audi, but like, so for what they're doing at the moment. And so this, all of this is actually depending on price because what they're doing is not as good as, as some of the other car companies. Um, but so, so their price is a little bit, a little bit too much. I'm just keep going back to the price. That's what I mean. And so anyways, what I would wait, like Adi said, 4.1, that's actually really good. 4.1, um, zero to 60 is really good. It's not, it's, it's not as fast as a modern cars today, but a 4.1 is pretty good, right? Then 3.3 for the RS. That's, that's incredible. I mean, our Audi is not as fast as the Tesla. I mean, that's kind of obvious here, but the 3.3, that's really good for um, an RS. And how much was the RS? How, what's the price of the RS? Hundred. The RS is 140000 which is a little upsetting. Would you agree, Sohan, that it's 140000 and goes 3.3? That's extremely fast. It's just that uh, I just feel like that's a little bit too much price for the performance. You know what I mean? Like the Model S at $140,000, can go less than 1.99 seconds, right? So um, it's pretty insane. So, Rishi? Um, I actually, it's not sad, but it's actually really, really bad. If it's 140,000, and if the, now I'm comparing, right, Tesla, 134,000 for the Plaid Plus. And so now the Plaid Plus can go less than two seconds. And then it's less than $140,000. And then also, its charging is over 520 miles per charge. So that's, it's basically making the Audi look like, like a toy car. I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, toy car. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, so here are the negative things, right? The stats are the negative things that are bad about this car. But we're going to actually explain why this car is good after we go over the speed. So the speed is the same thing for the base Model S. Richie? Yeah, so the top speed for the Audi uh, e-tron GT is 155 miles per hour for the base model. And, right, and then, yeah, so, and then the drag coefficient for this car is 0.24, but for the Model S, it is 0.208. That's not that big of a difference, but it's, I mean, it's obvious here. The less the drag, the better the car, right? So um, that's that for the drag and the speed. And then, uh, Song, want to take it from here? Sure. So uh, the screen size is 10.1 inches. While just for reference, the Tesla Model 3 and Y have a 15-inch screen. So it's a little bit on the smaller side, like a normal SUV screen, kind of. But it does have a screen behind the steering wheel, and only the Model S and X have that. Yeah, uh, so taking, like, forget Tesla, but, like, 
See, 10.1, Tesla, see, now, Tesla, it's that they actually have entertainment, and you have to actually use the screen most of the time in Tesla. Like, te- like the screen is very important. But for the Audi, see, 10.1 inches is actually really, really good. And te- by the way, this is 10.1 diagonal. So, right, so te- 10.1 is really, really good for the size and um, for it, the car itself, right? So that's that's really good. And then Solom said it's a scre- screen behind the steering wheel. But... Uh, like you said, it does not have the heads-up display, right? Yeah, and so, also, um, also the Model S just I had to compare, kind of. The Model S has a seventeen-inch screen. So that's seventeen inches above. Yeah, right? I said. Yeah, uh, I said that. But I honestly, yeah, I honestly think that's okay. You know why? Because it also has a heads-up display, and heads-up display, I think, is something that they should have put in the refreshed Model S. But I guess they didn't. I think they're relying on people use more people using autopilot. But I think the heads-up display is extremely important, and I think that it's great that they um, put it in there. I mean, like like most Audi, like probably your Audi Rishi probably has heads-up display, right? Or what do you mean heads-up display? The display okay. is like in front of the steering wheel. Oh yeah, well yes. I mean, it's not a display display, but it it just shows the. So no, based not actually, it doesn't have a display. It just has the. It just shows it, like. Basic, the, miles basic, per hour, basic, basic, basic things, things, yeah. Like yeah, of course, on the windshield. So, so no, it doesn't. Okay, I, I never called it heads up, heads up screen. I, I never called it that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a projector on the windshield, which I think is a really cool technology. But yeah, yeah. So the Audi is actually going to have a way nicer interior than its traditional yeah. interior, right? And so that's different. And then something, and so another thing that different that it's going to have is an all glass roof, just like um, Tesla, right? But yeah, so this also, is a, um, what, what I think is pretty cool is that it has massage seats. Yeah, I think I think that's so cool. You know, I think the higher end cars have that, and I feel yeah, like if Tesla added that, I don't think it's really necessary. Think but this is where Audi is trying to get to that like high price. Not from exactly, the exterior, that's the but from the interior. Yeah, that's very true. And so this is actually, as I was looking at the pictures before, it's a really luxurious. Um, it, it it's a really luxurious looking car from the in, inside, and we know that they do that really well, make it the car feel nice from the inside, right? So, um, it's but again, it's a little too pricey. But after you seeing after you seeing the interior, maybe it's a it's worth it. But yeah, and then uh, Audi want to take it from here. Yeah, and exactly that is where the Audi is going to win. You know, because they have a nicer interior. They've been building cars for at least like seventy five years or something, and and that of course is exactly where they're going to win, right? They have a nicer interior. The build quality is obviously going to be the best of the best, and. And also this, the feeling, the leather and the the knobs and the materials are just going to be even better than the Tesla. Is it so, pure Italian leather? Um, probably. I don't really know that. Because for that price, I feel like they have to have pure Italian leather. Exactly. And just to continue, of course, the materials are going to be better. And it's going to be inspected with build quality and everything way better. And it's going to be built. Of course, very, very nicely. 
And then lastly, to finish up the to finish up the um, Audi e-tron, it ha- it's going to have uh, it's going to be similar, very similar to the Porsche Taycan, which is a little annoying, but I think it's okay because the Porsche Taycan is particularly a great car. It has great, it has the Porsche everything, the interior of a Porsche, awesome. All right, has the exterior of a Porsche, looks awesome. All right, and the range is of course very similar. The range is probably like it's, it's I think it's like only only like I think it's like only ten miles above what the Audi has, but I think that um it's it's very similar. It has the kind of same platform, close to the same battery. And has some of the same technology. So that's where they're going to have a main competitor. How I long does that, it take to charge the GT? Yeah, actually, I forgot to mention that. And that it simply, it charges faster than a Tesla. Well, faster, yeah, faster than a Tesla at um, 270 kilowatts instead of 250 kilowatts. Can you but use that, a 110 outlet, like your normal household outlet to charge it? Yeah, level one. I think that I mean, of course, that's like literally two miles per hour in charging, which which is uh, of course, very extremely slow. Or compared like a to Tesla, a, would you have to install their own like uh charger or like a two hundred forty watt like dryer event one? Exactly, a dryer outlet. Basically, you can use that, of course. And I think that it's it's I think it's gonna be very similar, which is gonna be okay. And you know, I like the Porsche Taycan. I honestly think that it performs it it performs really well. But um, of course, the Model S is gonna beat the beat um Audi. Yeah. In you- all those stats, and then but in interior, of course, is gonna win, and that is where uh you know these bigger car companies take it from. Tesla. Do you think the cheaper Model Three and Y could beat the Audi? Um, not, not, not in this case. You know why? Because, um, because the, because, I mean, of course it doesn't have us not as fast as the sixties. So that's something that, uh, is not really true, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, that wraps up our entire episode actually and the car section. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, see yeah, you in I- the next episode. Exactly, yeah. and of course, Sohome's going to be here. Uh, this time, we just had a particular scheduling conflict. But of course, Sohome's going to be here for next episode, right? So, yep. um, and of course, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you, the listener, for listening. I hope I hope you guys like this format of some tech news, right? Where it's like, of course, to recap, we did the iOS 14 point, uh, iOS 14.4 and then iOS 14.5 beta. We just talked beta. about those a little bit. Then we also talked about the Jeff Bezos jeff bezos uh news section that was a little weird to say like i've been saying a little uh the whole time but yeah so just something quickly uh didn't amazon team up with uh like just an uh, electric like full self-driving software didn't they team up with them recently yeah they they teamed up with rivian so that's actually gonna be a tesla competitor that we're gonna talk about soon but that's going to be um, pretty interesting. That Rivian. I, yeah. I think it's going to be okay. But of course, we're going to talk about that in a future episode. Yep. So stay tuned to see the interesting yeah. facts. Exactly. With Rivian. And uh, thank you very much for listening, of course.
Uh, stay tuned as we release episodes every single Saturday. Tech Hour is produced by me, Rishi, and Soham now. Our, uh, we record it with me, Rishi, and Soham. And uh, me, Rishi, and Soham, we edit. Uh, and basically, all three of us, we do everything. Just, just for curi- uh, if you're curious, we do everything pretty much. We use Anchor as a podcasting host platform. And of course, I would like to thank my sister for making our wonderful logo. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Of course, we thank you for your support. It is, of course, very, very appreciated. Stay tuned for next week. And it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting.